gathered around the Harris house, Mike, Jen, and Katie discuss Rowan's kidnapping. Well, I headed over to Rowan's place as fast as I could, and I did my CSI impression. Found a fair amount of evidence. I picked up her laptop and a few other things. The job was very professional. They were quick in and quick out. There must have been at least a half a dozen of them, probably more. They certainly did their homework. I reached out to the FBI, and the special agent in charge told me not to touch anything, and they would handle it. Typical FBI control freak. They won't give me shit. Pardon my Anglo-Saxon. Then I sent a text to that uh, L. Van Cleef person who contacted me before. Surprisingly, he responded pretty quickly and said, Oh shit, sending troops to Lookout Pass. We'll be back in touch. Good luck, L. Van Cleef. Not sure what Lookout Pass means. I searched like IMDB for that phrase, but got no hits. Uh, maybe he just means he's going to be on the lookout. And after that, left a voicemail for Quinn, but she hasn't answered that. Wonder if I should contact that Ryan guy. He seems to be pretty well connected. January 23. Rowan's been missing for a month now, and there are no leads at all. I keep asking, but if I get any answer at all, it's just still looking. February 23. Katie comes up to River. Dad? Do you think she might not be, might not be, alive? Oh, I hope not, but I guess it's, it's always a possibility we have to consider. Nobody's heard anything of her for so long now. I mean, she can't be dead, can't she? I mean, she's made it through this before. But how can we tell? How can we know for sure? Wait a minute, there's, there's one thing... Something we found in Idaho that might give us a clue. Oh? C can I see? No. That's kind of Rooster's territory, and uh, I, I don't really want him to know that you're. I've told you about this stuff. He's kind of protective. Okay, I get it. So uh, I call Rooster. Hey, can I borrow the key to the green box? I want to take a look at something. Or if you're the only one allowed in, maybe you can check it for me. I'll let you in if you need to see something, but don't take anything out. This isn't the library, okay? This shit is dangerous. So I met up with Rooster, and he let me in and kept an eye on me the whole time. I checked out the handbook. Whatever name could be used for it, right? There was an update to Rowan's entry. Lacerations to knuckles and dorsal side. Glass micro remnants subdermal. And no death date listed. So I guess she's still alive. I hope so. I send off a text to Rory. Hey Rory, the description of Rohan's hand change. Can you give me a medical opinion? Rory texts back. Looks like she lost a fight with a window. Nothing serious, but it looks like she must be alive, so that's something. Well, that's the first piece of information we've got. Well, Rooster, I maybe there's one more string I can pull on. And I head back home and go up to Katie and say, How about we see if this magic helmet can find a person and not just a place? 
April 10th. River, you're shook and awake at about 3.30 a.m. Dad, 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 wake up, wake up. I think I found something. You found something? Yeah, yeah. With, with Rowan? Yes. Well, tell me all about it. And I reach for my own helmet. 5 a.m. the next morning, River, you wake up. I get up, take the helmet off, grab my phone, send off a text to Rooster and Roy. It's cowboy time. We need to talk ASAP. I found her. You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left our agents, they were huddled in Rowan's room, nay, Rowan's cell. The G-Man lay on the ground in the shower, blood pouring from his neck. It's turned to a black, viscous tar. There is something written on the wall mirror. It says Lionel Wyatt. The G-Man appears to be being eaten from the inside by these strange otherworldly black worms. He has expired, and in Rowan's hand is his wallet. I'm going to flip it open and look for any form of ID in there. You see a Pennsylvania State driver's license. His name is Erasmus Refon. He lives in Delta, Pennsylvania. His date of birth is June 15th, 1978. He stands six foot two and is 210 pounds. I, I just look at it and there's a sense of anticlimax. Like, I'm sure this information is important, but at the moment it's just, oh, is that all? Flip the wallet closed and stick it into the pocket that my wallet is in as well. And then look at the others. Does someone have a cell phone? You don't need service. Just want to take a picture of that and point at the words written on the wall. I'll take my cell phone out and take a picture of that and of uh, Erasmus. You get good pictures of them. You know, the lighting in here is, even though it's a little bit dim, it's still bright enough to get all of the nice gory details. I'm going to glance around one last time, go over to the toilet, dip behind it, and pick up the digital watch that I had left there, stick it in one of my pockets, and then look at the others. I think we find everything that we're going to here. Don't have to ask me twice. Any place else you want to check? Oh, everywhere else. <laughs> there's a whole there's a whole compound to look through, and I'm not sure. I don't know. Do we go let... I'm sorry, I can't think in this room with that fucking song going. Let, let's go at least go out into the hallway. There's klaxons in the hallway. I will take the klaxons over that song every day of the week and twice on Sunday. I'm actually going to step out into the main body of the room and locate the speaker that I had heard the G-Man and the tech through before and just like pull out my Glock and shoot it. Here's the thing. You don't see the speakers. You never even really saw... The only recording device you saw was in the bathroom. You never saw the recording device in the living area, nor did you even see or hear the speak. Well, you heard the speakers. Mm Mm-hmm. The noise is all around throughout the room. Close my eyes, shake my head, and just walk out into the hallway. They can follow me or not, but I am not staying in this cell a second longer. Hey, glasses, should I Purell it? 
Sure. I reach into a cargo pocket. Cappy, take point. And I go through, Purell everything that looks flammable, and then light the match and close the door. And then I'll walk out, sort of do, do the... wipe my hands on each other. Well, I know what's, what was wrong with that place. You didn't have a coffee maker, of course you were jittery. Used to be one. Till yesterday. Alright, Rowan, are we going back for that guy that you recognized, or are we moving on? With that thing crawling around behind the mirror, I think we go get him. And if we need to, we'll park his butt somewhere, and then keep going. Alright. Alright, I will lead the way back toward that room. So you head back to the room, and the door is closed. And then you hear a pound, one or two beats on the door, and then it stops. I'm gonna try the doorknob. It is locked. You do see that there is a badge lock to the right of the door. You guys do have a couple keys that you have picked up. We do, and I think I have one of them on me, so I'll badge. Before she does, I'm going to take positions so that I'm looking down the angle that the door's going to open and I'll see what's behind it first. Just in case it's not what we expect and anything tentacly, triangly, or fishy comes out instead. And I'm keeping an eye on the hallway again. So yeah, I will make sure that Rooster and Rory are in position and then badge the door. And if it like clicks open, I'm going to push it and step out of the way. You push it and it sounds like a room pressurized. So there's a bit of an air hiss here. And then you hear a blood curdling scream. <coughs> and the sound of something hitting the floor when a wet thud. Rooster, inside, you see blood everywhere. And what looked to be the former Jonathan Powell on the ground, pouring blood. He is face down, so you're not entirely sure where, but the pool of blood underneath him is growing as we speak. I look up from him and look around the rest of the room. Is there anything else, any other potential threat? No, he is the only thing in this room. There is not even a chair or a table. Do I get a sense of why he's bleeding? Like, is he shot? Is there an exit wound? Did something tear something off of him? You did not see an exit wound. His back seems to be intact. He's also dressed in one of those lovely high fashion gray jumpsuits that seem to be all the rage down here. I step in, check the corners, assuming that the one with actual medical training can take a look. Yeah, I'll follow up behind him. I'm probably not going to get too close if there's all that blood, but I'll get to look at him to see what I can tell. I mean, it seems pretty obvious that he's dead, but... And can I glean anything else off of him? Not without flipping him over. Okay, I'll do that. As you flip him over, you see that lying on the ground, his full set of teeth are actually on the ground itself. His eyes are pouring blood. His nose is pouring blood as well as his mouth. It's almost as though that it's a blood faucet and it's been turned on high. All right. And do I have any sense of like what happened? Can I do like a medicine check or first aid? Sure. Okay. I'll do medicine, I guess, if I'll get more information that way. 30, six success. So all areas of his mucous membranes, as you look him over, are hemorrhaging. There are no mucous membranes. It's just raw tissue. Any of the capillaries or veins beyond it have burst. He died by loss of blood. And you notice that the blood is thinning a bit and other tissue and other 
body matter are coming out, most notably out of the nose and the ears. It appears that there is like a, a yellowish gray matter. You think it might be his brains, but his brains have turned to a mush. I'm going to back up and just kind of glance around the room. All right. I don't think we're going to get anything else here. I think we should move on. I have no idea what happened. Can we leave now? Was there anything else in the room that I saw besides the fountain? No. All right. Well, that's new. Gross, but new. When you release him, his body seems to collapse as though it were a Capri Sun that has been exhausted of all of its contents. Yeah, that's definitely new. Let's leave. I wonder if that had anything to do with that pressure sound when the door opened. uh, Yeah, that was my same thought. I don't know what this place is, but this is... We need to just move quickly and find focus on information. There's a lot here we're not going to understand until later. I agree. We need to find a server room or something similar. I'm not, I'm not sure how much else is down here, but I think we need to scan through quickly. Rooster, why don't you take the lead? I'll move in front and start moving down the hallway in the direction we haven't been yet. You come across quite a few doors, and I'm presuming that you check them all as you're going through. You find there is a kitchen filled with top-end gear, top-end kitchenware. There is a refrigerator. At initial glance, it looks as though that there are high-end ingredients within here. You see that there is a bag of desert shrimp. It's been opened, so it looks like somebody's already had some, or made some, some shrimp from there. Just for the principle of it, I squirt some Purell into the shrimp bag and then leave. I don't light it, just for the principle I squirt some in. Into another room. The room itself is cool and dark. And you see that there are wooden boxes, about three foot by two foot. The boxes are marked Colombia, Costa Rica, Brazil, Ethiopia, Indonesia, Jakarta, Java. I imagine this room smells amazing. It does. It smells like coffee. Rowan like unconsciously wipes her mouth with the back of her hand and just like, well, it's not useful in that form. Let's move on. Yeah, it is. Is there an open box? All of them have been opened. I'm going to look at it and go, yeah, I don't trust it. Otherwise, I'd chomp a few. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I've, and I'll actually glance at Rory at this point. I have no idea if they've been putting something into the food or the coffee. Guess we'll find out with blood work at some point. Yeah, that's, I'm not letting you go home with until I get a full look at you back. Once they're a little more not in danger. As long as it's not blood work, like the, you know, fountain yeah, head over maybe there. maybe avoid that part. <laughs> not revisit the fountain head? All right, let's keep going. Come on, Rooster, you did put a six pack of energy drinks in each of our backpacks. More than the six. But, okay. You continue through and you find more rooms that are filled with other items. There's another room that are filled with, it looks like traveler's clothes. Those of you, uh, except for Rory, recognize these are the clothes that Jonathan Powell was wearing when you, when you met up with him. They're all just piled up. No indication of Jonathan Powell, though. You arrive at another door that actually has two card keys. And when you do your initial swipe, it beeps red, and then the one above it beeps green. So you guys do have multiple card keys, but the first key does not work. I'll try the other one. With a combination of the two, the door opens up, and it looks as though that this is a small medical lab. 
there are test tubes and Erlenmeyer flasks and beakers. There's a centrifuge here. There is a large floor-to-ceiling refrigerator with glass on the front. It looks as though that there are samples within the refrigerator. There is a laptop that is opened, and there are some paperwork on the laptop itself that seems to have been left out. The klaxons are still here, and uh, you see that there is one or two lab coats hanging on the wall, and there is also uh, two examination tables. There is no privacy curtain. Is the laptop active, or has it gone to sleep? It is awake. I'll go over and have a look at it. It's requesting a password. Does it have one of the scanny things for the barcode? It does. But this probably also has the two-factor authentication. Well, it's worth a try, so I'll try scanning the thing. One of, one of the two keys that got us in. It asks for a password. Okay. Then I'm going to pull the paperwork off of the laptop, close it, pull the wires, and stick the, the laptop into whoever's backpack I stuck it in before, before looking at the papers to see, and bringing them over to Rory as well, because medical person. I'm sure whatever this is, he knows more about this than I do. Did, did you try his birthday? He might be stupid. I don't think I don't think that this is his, necessarily. But it was his key. Each user would have a password associated with their card key, even if it wasn't his laptop. So it might be the G-man's, not, not be his laptop, but his login. No, let's try it. I'll pull it back out, pop it back open, scan the thing, and then type in the birth date from the driver's license. It dings, and it now prompts for a secondary password. Is there any password hint on it? He gave you the password. Oh, oh. McTwain. McSwain? McSwain. So I will type in McSwain on the laptop. And it says, welcome, Erasmus. Now loading. And you see a Windows desktop pop up. Hey, glasses. Who was that guy? The worm food over there. And why is he trying to let us into this information? I don't know about that second part. Um... As for the first, they have been asking me questions about our team's activities, and he has been the primary one in the last four months who has been talking to me. I'll give you more information at another time. As that happens, as you're saying that, the laptop beeps and an alert pops up. I'll click on it. Imminent catastrophic event, 14 energies gathering. Verification, S-B-I-R-S-G-O hyphen one, USA hyphen 229, colon USA hyphen 226. And then there's additional information. NRO, launch 65, USA 247, USA 264. And then it gives coordinates. Do I recognize any of those acronyms based on my military experience? So I will give you military, because you have military science land. Yes, I do. You can roll that at a negative 20. Other people can roll a signal intelligence roll if they like. Um, as I have military science land, but I also have signals intelligence. Rory, go ahead and give me a signal intelligence, but add 20 to yours. Add, okay. uh, I have I have SIGINT as well, although I don't think I get that 20. Oh. No. I would like to roll to see if I know what 14 energies are. Okay, go ahead and give me an occult roll. So it Ooh. doesn't matter what I rolled, I got a 94, so I have no freaking clue. I got an 89 out of 30. Yeah, and 42 out of 35 for the occult. 
I was mainly thinking like the AEHF, NRO, things like that. I feel like they seem familiar to me, but I don't know what. So that's what I was wondering. Does this laptop seem to have a connection to anything that I can use to search those coordinates? Yes. Okay. I want to pull up like Google Earth and copy those coordinates into Google Earth to see what, what we're getting. It's the middle of the Pacific Ocean. After looking at that alert, I'll also start looking through the papers that Rowan handed me. One that catches your eye is an order request. Like a medical order request? It's an order form. It's it's odd. It says case number 11706, matured 11,498 days, amount four, request by e-refund. The next line item is another case number, 118821, matured 13,604 days, amount one, again requested by refund. There are notes here, and it looks like it was written by Erasmus. Requesting fast delivery on the homunculi clones. Simulations currently in process. Requesting greater lifespan. Lasted three only. One hour before cellular and processing depletion. Specimen C of 118821 developed hemorrhaging in the gums and mucous membranes in the olfactory organ. Unable to communicate. If hemorrhaging does not stop, specimen will have assisted expiration and assets recycled. Okay, I failed high school mad scientist, but is that talking about clones and bleeding through the mouth and nose as in well it looks like specimen c is the person we just witnessed explode in there rory how many days ago was that the the the, the top one with the four how many how many days ago Eleven thousand days and eleven thousand five hundred. i'm gonna pull open uh, another browser window and like type in what day was what day was that basically it's 30 years ago ish because it's like 31 and a half years. And Rowan is blinking very quickly at that. I know you're going to hit me for this, but how old are you? 31 and a half in two days. Um. Because if today is April 20th, my birthday is October 22nd, which means that in two days I am 31 and a half years old. And does, does that... Yes. And there's four of them. Uh, a glasses... Apparently, there's another one of you. Two more. I thought you said we'd seen two dead ones. We've seen two dead ones. There are two more. I'm not one of these. Are you, though? Sure. In all those movies with clones, there's always the, you never know you're a clone. I've just, we can't rule out the possibility as crazy as that sounds. I wonder why. Hold on. Um, what was the first thing I said when you picked me up to start our cell? You tried to hit on me. Okay, this one's been around that long. But... Wait, let me ask you something harder, because that's actually pretty easy. Um... It says simulations. If they're growing versions of me, maybe it's because they weren't getting the answers that they wanted from me. And so they wanted to grow a me with those with the, with the experiences that might give them what they wanted. Not time travel, then, just... Cloning shouldn't work that way, but... Yeah, shouldn't. How how often does that word apply to what we do? Okay, I'm gonna go over, unplug the refrigerator, open the door, pull starts out, and just leave it on the ground there. 
I'm not going to break anything. Just get it out of the refrigerator so it'll spoil. You pull it out and lay the, the contents onto the ground, exposing them to a warmer temperature. Do any of them have that specimen, the specimen numbers on them that are on the, the order? You do see that one of them, one of the racks has the case number of 117067, and another one you do find 118821. So 118821 is, what did you say that guy's name was? Jonathan Powell. Powell, that guy. The other one, we're assuming, is probably Rowan. That's my guess. I'm kind of starting to wish I had shot him. Could have been faster, but we didn't know. Or don't know that he's he's one of the homunculi. What does that I, mean? Uh, what is that? Is that or are you, clone? You, I mean, I know the word from D and D, but I think it's yeah. Like well, a, you're a nerd. What does it actually? We've established mean? this. It's sort of a clone, but not really. Yeah, it's like a mini. It's mini me. So the fact that they're making homunculi that are human-sized is interesting, and they don't seem to be very viable, which is why I'm not one of them, because I am very viable. Thank you very much. Tucker gums. I just, like, stick my fingers in, in my lips and, like, pull them back in a horrifying little primate smile type of thing, exposing my teeth and gums. I- I'm still trying to figure out what viable means and figuring out if that was something dirty or not that she just said. It means not dead. It means able to survive outside of whatever that pressure room was. You say a baby is viable when it's able to survive outside the womb. Oh, okay. Or a sample or whatever, which... Yeah, so that sounds like whatever they're working on, it's still experimental, which I guess is good. All I know is this shit is all unnatural with a capital U. We found glasses and we're sure that this is the real glasses can we get you out of here now we don't have enough information we've only seen a few rooms rooster can you purell these samples i would like i would like any viability of making copies of me to disappear <sighs> sherlock hand me your bottle uh, i hand him my bottle of purell and I make that disgusting squirt sound out of the ketchup bottle on everything. I also hand a can of energy drink to Rowan. I'll take it and look at it for a second, and then shrug, pop it open, and just chug the thing. Like a champion. It's a shock to your system at that point. Especially since I haven't eaten today. Yeah. And your stomach does a little bit of a revolt when it hits your the stomach acid inside. You hold it, and hold it down, but... Ooh. How do people drink these on a regular day basis? Ugh. I'd like make, make a, a little face and noise as I toss the can aside. I hand the Purell bottle back to River and then leave my hand out expecting something. Everybody walks by and gives you a high five or a low five. Good job. As they walk by, I gave you two four packs. Thank you, River. I didn't realize I had a caffeine headache until that hit. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull out another can and, uh, one or two. Do you have to ask? I hand him one and then have another one ready. See, the cure for a caffeine headache is the same as a, the best cure for a hangover. I shotgun it. Don't stop drinking. There's that. Just look at Rooster. Can I see those matches? Toss them to her. I'll walk over, 
light one, and from a careful distance, spark the Purell trail. It goes up in a nice light blue flame. And then when it gets to the samples, the samples catch fire and the crackling of the fire in the background as the samples in the glass break due to the sharp temperature difference as the samples are destroyed. Did you get what you need? A little bit of reassurance that there aren't going to be more copies of me made? Yes, that I feel a little bit better now. I give her a quick kind of look up and down, covered in dried blood at this point, and I say, if any of that's yours, they might still have it. None of it's mine, or at least very, very little. <laughs> Predatory smile comes over my face. A little nod of approval. Nod back, just a little corner of the mouth quirking up in a smile before... <sighs> Alright, we found one thing, but there are two more copies of me that, they, that were ordered, and we've only seen the two. That actually tracks with how many rooms there, there were. Because there were the two husks that we found, my room, the empty room, and then the one with him hanging upside down. And then the one with Jonathan Powell. That tracks with how many rooms there were. The sound of a gunshot goes off down the hallway. I'm immediately pointing that direction with the carbine. It's out in the hallway. From the way we came, or...? No. Further ahead. Then there's the slam of a steel door. Okay, I'm going to take a second to close the laptop up again, gather all of the paper that is in immediate vicinity, and grab Rory by the backpack. Open the backpack, shove everything inside, zip it up. Let's go. I'll take the back. Before we head into the hallway, I give hand signals for hold, silence, and then slowly move forward, and I take point moving forward. The first door that you pass does not appear to be a metal door. Do you wish to continue on to the next one? I look to Rowan for that. I think we still need to check the doors as we're passing them. I'll have him stay a little bit further ahead because I'm at least one or two people back from him and just like reach out and check the doorknob. It requires a card key pass. I'm going to cover the door as, as she opens it. Okay, uh, I'll take one of the card keys. I imagine I've acquired both of them at this point and swipe it. It opens up and inside it looks to be a barracks. There are four living type of areas here. In the back, you see that there is a curtain, which looks like it leads into a shower or a bathroom lavatory facilities. There are trunks here at the bases of the beds. The beds are nicer cots. I mean, they're not fantastic, but they're nicer. They're comfortable. And there are uniforms hanging on hooks on the outside, as well as laundry. Do the uniforms look like what the guards have been wearing? Yes. I will poke inside with, with just my head, look around, and then tell Rooster we need to check it just to make sure there's no one still here. But this was a guard's barracks. River, with me? Are you going in? Need to check to make sure there's nothing behind that curtain. All right. I will, I will cover you. And I will step inside, holding the carbine that I got from the person upstairs, and check every corner as I'm coming in, looking to make sure that there's nothing that's going to spring out at me. You have a clear view of all of the corners, and it does not appear as though anyone is going to jump out in this room. You pass by each bed. The beds are all made to a tidy, crisp, quarter-bounce protocol. The curtain to the bathroom is closed all the way, and you get a clean scent coming from inside, like the scent of shampoo and body wash and so. I will use the barrel of my carbine to push the, the curtain aside and look inside. 
Inside, you see that this is a shower room in a bathroom. You hear the sound of a faucet being turned on and then shut off. All right, I'm going to stay posted here and just like push the curtain a little bit further and like level the carbine at where that person is going to be coming from. A man steps around the corner, dressed only in a white towel wrapped around his waist. He has a toothbrush in his mouth, and his eyes are wide. Morning, or whatever time it is in this hell-forsaken place. Uh, it wasn't a false alarm. No, no it wasn't. He nods. So, hi. Hi, what's your name? What time are you from? Uh, my shift doesn't start for another couple hours. Name's Tommy. Tommy. Hi. You can call me Rowan. Hi, Rowan. We've met before. Probably. All of you look alike to me. What's your birthday, Tommy? Uh, November 16th, uh, 1984. Okay. Um, Who do you work for, Tommy? Uh, yeah, about that. Um. I point the carbine at his head. Who do you work for, Tommy? The Chroniclers. Oh, I guess I'm going home, huh? Where's your home? <sighs> he closes his eyes and takes a deep breath. You're not going to the library, are you? His eyes open up when you mention that. It strikes you a little bit odd, but it looks as though there's a little bit of light coming from his eyes as they seem to actually sparkle. When I see that, I'm going to take the five steps to be face-to-face -face with him and look into his eyes, because I want to see what's going on. The iris looks like a galaxy, and it's swirling. And then as you're real close to him, I will answer to the best of my ability. Where is the library? Not here. Is it on Earth? I will answer to the best of my ability. You don't know. When is the library? He turns and looks at you. I don't know. And a tear comes down the inside of his left eye. Why are they growing homunculi? The others, like you, for tests. What kind of tests? Simulations. Why her? I will answer to the best of my ability. Do you know anything about Jonathan Powell? British fellow, Ginger. Rufus was beaten because he got he escaped. Rufus is no more. Rufus isn't in the library anymore. I miss Rufus. People can be removed from the library? I have to go check the card catalog. I'll be right back. And he collapses. I made a move as if to catch him for a second, and then was like, that would be a very poor idea right now. He's a large fellow. And I am not a- I'm not a strong woman at the best of times. This isn't the best of times. So I just like- I started for it as if to catch him, and then settled back on my heels watching- and just wait for a second. When he collapsed, he collapsed in his own footprint. So he just fell down and collapsed in the most uncomfortable method possible. Rufus was beaten because he escaped. Rufus is no longer in the library. The hell does that mean? River, Rowan, you guys okay? We're good. We found another one. He said something about going to the library. I want to see if he comes back because... Is he bleeding? He is not bleeding. You catch a smell that is a little bit stronger than the shampoo smell, that it smells like old books coming from him, and you notice that flaking off of him 
like fading away are tiny little gray particles, almost like dust. His skin has gone sallow and gray, and if you check for any kind of pulse or vitals, he has none. But he said he would be right back. And frankly, with how weird the, all of this has been, I wouldn't put it past them to be able to, I don't know, beam back into their bodies or something. We gotta keep moving, moving around. There was gunshots up ahead. Fine. If he's gonna be right back, he would have been back by now. He's a time traveler. Card catalog. Those take forever to go through. Not in this timeline. Okay, you can we can we move yet? Let's go. Or are we gonna keep talking about? Got it. Yes. Right. And I'm gonna stand up from where I was crouching next to him. Let's go. Who still uses card catalogs anyway? I'll just kind of usher them out the door, and then I'm assuming Rooster taking the lead, and then either River or Rowan, and then the other, and then me taking out the rear. Yeah, I would basically be behind both River and Rooster, I think, and, and then, just ahead and then of me Rory. behind you. Yeah. Yeah. So we continue onward toward the sound of gunshots. Do we encounter any further doors? The next door is a metal door. You see across the way, there is a bullet hole in the concrete. Patchison. Does it have the, the badge thing? Yes. All right, I'll try one of the badge keys. It beeps, and you hear behind the door, Don't come in! Don't come in! I've got a gun! We've got several. Who are you? No, no, you tell me, and I'll let you in. I'm Tommy. Tommy. No. No, 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 you're not. You're not Tommy. Fine, just... Either let us in or go back to the library. I'm not going back to the library. Does this voice sound familiar to me at all? No. Interesting. My name is Rowan. We're trying to find out what's going on down here. Your name is not Rowan. Rowan is one of the names I go by. Fine, I'm Samantha. Your name is not Samantha. What is my name? 117067. No, that is a number. My name is Samantha. And it's quiet. Right. We need to get in there. Get behind us. We don't have body armor. Right. And I will step well back and actually like around the corner a little bit so that if someone's shooting through a door, it's less likely to hit me. Grab the doorknob and look at Rooster. I nod. Rooster, you are going to be able to go first. You see that he is standing there and ready to pull the trigger. It's a man dressed in a gray jumpsuit. He has a short brown haircut and he has a semi-automatic pistol pointed at you. How far away is he? 30 feet. This is also a computer room. You see there are monitors all around him. Well, as soon as I see that, I'm actually pulling the door closed again. He is going to let off a round when you do that. What, what was your next item? I was going to yell it to him. Okay, what were you going to yell? I'd really rather not shoot you, but I will. Put the gun down so we can come in and talk. You're able to close the door in time. Just quick close. The bullet hits the door, and right close to, even though you pulled away, you actually see the bullet extend through the door as it's stuck in the door, as it's pimpled out, not far from your head. All right, he's a good shot. Good idea I pulled back. Uh... Stay back. Who were you shooting at before? Those damned... Those damned guards. We're not guards, if you can tell. 
You have until the count of three before I come in and start shooting. Put the gun down. One. Um. Two. Stay outside. Let me go. Let me, let me be. We need information. Two and a half. There's a whole library of information. Just go there. And on three, I open the door enough to throw a flashbang in. It explodes. Everyone, even outside, there's a little bit of ring in the ears, and your hearing is gone for a short period of time. Wow, this seems awfully familiar to a time when you lost your hearing before, because it was so loud. Yeah, Rowan does like a whole body flinch and leans against the wall for a second. Rooster doesn't. He's done this too many dozen times. And as soon as that bang happens, he's in the door sprinting low and tackle the guy at the ankles. All right, go ahead and give me a unarmed combat roll. I want to follow Rooster in right behind him, but then break off to the side and point my carbine at the guy. Oh, you're not going to believe this. Did you fail? I got a 63 out of 63. Excellent. You're able to pick the ankle. He falls backward. You're on top of him in a mount position. Are you looking to disarm him? Disarm and restrain. All right. Not a problem. You're in a top mount position. Both of his arms are captured. Um, His weapon is alongside. River, it was a fantastic takedown. It was smooth. You do see in one of the corners, there is a man hunched face down onto a desk with blood coming out of his head. It looks as though that he has been shot in the head. I didn't do it. Rooster, River, are we clear in there? Clear. Rory got one man down. I think he's dead. I'll go in first and I'm assuming run behind me and check on the guy. Which one? The guy that's hunched over the desk. Okay. He has been shot. He is a man about five foot ten. He's bald, was wearing glasses. His glasses are currently on the floor. Um, it seems though that someone came up directly alongside of him, put a gun to his head, and shot him in the head. So I want to go up and grab this guy's automatic, and then I'll, I'll hand a zip tie to Rooster. In classic form, I'm going to flip the guy over, zip tie his hands behind his back, and keeping a knee in his back, say... Gave you the chance to let us in, now we're going to talk this way. We don't work here, you're going to answer all of her questions. Capiche? Capiche, molto bene. Yeah, I don't speak Spanish, just just answer her questions. Oh, alright. Your knee is across his back and your shin is across the back of his neck, and his arms are extended back. He is definitely going to have some shoulder problems later on. I'm going to come in and crouch down so that we're at, uh, not at eye level, but so he can see me without having to gack his neck weight up. His head is turned, so you go to the side where his head is twisted and not in complete view of, of Rooster, the bottom of Rooster's foot. Uh, Hi. Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah. I'm Samantha. What's your name? Neville. Neville, nice to meet you. Do you have a number two or is that just me and Powell? Two five one eight. Yours is short. <laughs> yeah. I audibly laugh at that. Just give him a quelling look. <laughs> right. How long have you been here? I I I stopped keeping count. What what year is it? It's twenty twenty two, I believe. Oh sweet Jesus. When did you stop keeping count? Twenty twelve. You're here to help us? To help me? 
Who's us? I mean, you're, you're here, right? What do you need help with? I don't want to be down here anymore. I don't want to go to the library again. Where is library? What is library? It's a library. It's huge. Those things are there and they, they, they watch over us and they ask questions. How many of you were down here? I think there were three. Well, there were six and then, then it changed and now we're down to three. Do these things have tentacles? Oh god, yes. So three, you, Rowan, and Powell? Uh, one, one, eight, eight, two, one. It's Powell. Look, I can answer any questions you, you have. Excellent. Let's try doing it without the violence, maybe. Who is this guy over here? One of the guards. He's not a good person. Yeah, well, neither am I, so... No, you're getting better. I'm going to check the guard that was over there for an ID badge and anything useful. So the guard has has a wallet and an ID badge. The wallet actually has an Oklahoma driver's license. His name is uh, Hollis. Right. How did you get out? Everything went crazy and somebody came in through the door and they made a mistake and they left it open. So I kind of squeaked out. Can, can you move? Can you move your, your leg, please? I look at Rowan. Go ahead. I lift the pressure off of him, but not enough for him to get up. Okay. Have you met any uh, others of yourself here? You know about them too? Yes. Yes, I have. They're not right. There's something wrong with them. They're not me. I'm me. I am me. I'm sure you are. Odd question for you. Is this the first time that you have seen me? You knew my number. You is in you, but not you is in you. Does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. I don't know what makes sense anymore. It's, I barely know what makes sense, and I've only been down here four months. You've been down here ten years. Ten years. Oh. Did you see one of my clones? Or the copy of me in the library? No, you're not in the library. Unless you went to the library, then you're, then now, that's how, but they can't send the, 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 the copies. No, I haven't been to the library. It, it wasn't you, because you melted. Well, not you, but the other you. I'm sorry, what? The clones are unstable. They don't last long. You must have encountered one of the clones. Where were you held? Where from here? Uh, he gives you directions. It's off of another wing. It's similar to where you were at, but off of another, like another spoke off of this grid. Okay. Rooster, go ahead and let him up. I'll pull my combat knife out, pop the zip ties, get off him, but keeping the gun ready. Honestly, that was nicer than I than I had expected. I fully expected you to leave him zip-tied. Oh no, at this point, you said get let him up, but if he makes a move, he's dead. Fair enough. I want to look around in this computer room and see, are there any towers here, or is this like it was in Gaunt's office where there's a server room that things are kept in? It looks like there would be a server room where other things are held. There are quite a few monitors. On one of the monitors, there is a map with a bunch of pins in it, and the pins are located in various locations. Looks like there's one in Northern California, two on the Eastern Seaboard, one in Central Asia, one in the north of uh, north of Spain, south of France, one in England, one between Alaska and Russia, and one in the South Pacific off of the Peruvian-Chilean coast. Any idea what these pins mean? You see one of the pins is Shemya Island. That's what I was just looking at. That one caught my eye immediately. 
I'm going to take my phone out and take a wide view of the whole map and then close up of each of the pins. Does one of them look like it's in approximately Innsmouth, Massachusetts? Yes. Does the one in the Pacific look like the place those coordinates were in the Pacific? Since you weren't the one that looked it up, but Rowan was, no, this is not in the same spot. There is also a file that is listed on one of the monitors. There's a file, and it looks like it is an audio file. Okay, I will... Before we get to that, I have two more questions. Is that Afghanistan that it's pointing at, or is that Tajikistan? It's Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan. Okay, I was close. It's hard on that small map. And France, so that's at least No, two. that's the Pyrenees. No, somewhere in the France area. Remember remember all of the things that we've heard about Deep One's operations? One was in France, there was the Innsmouth, the Esoteric Order of Dagon was also in Northern California. I don't know about this thing in Alaska, though. So you think this map is related to this cult you dealt with in Arizona? Maybe. Enough of the locations match, but there's nothing in here about Arizona. And I don't know about anything in Alaska... Pacific makes sense, though. Well, Alaska, that's where I was while you guys were in Arizona. I sent you that tape. Oh, yes, about that. (laughs) I didn't get it. What do you mean you didn't get it? What? I literally heard it for the first time. I don't know how long ago, but it was here. They intercepted it. Sorry, what are you talking about? Uh, He had an operation in Shemya, Alaska. There. That had to do with... uh, well, it didn't have to do with the cult. And Rowan deadpan looks at everyone and does the hand gesture. Aliens. That's that's not Alaska. That's like Russia. It's, yeah. The illusions are still part of Alaska. I thought illusions were something magicians did. Okay, what what's the sound thing? Yeah, I'll reach over and hit play on the audio file. It's a sound of short and loud beeps. It's long. My military science folks recognize this as Morse code. Would I also get that with SIGINT? Yes. I'll let it play through, and then I'll say, does someone have a voice recorder on their phone? I can take a video. Whichever, that's fine. We just need to be able to get the, the short and long. So if you can hold it next to one of the speakers, and I'll hit, like, once, once the recording is set up, I'll hit play again, because I don't want to try to email it to anyone. You're able to record it. It's, like I mentioned, it is quite long. Nine minutes and 20 seconds long. It's repetitive. Can I make a military science roll to see how much, if I get any, like, bits of it? I was going to say similar. I was going to Give me a SIGINT roll. SIGINT? Okay. Can I use military science of some sort? Because I feel like I... 53, which would fail either SIGINT or military science for me. Uh, 35 would pass even with a negative 20 on military science. And I'll try with a SIGINT. Okay. It's a lot of the same letters over and over again. That's what I was noticing, too. Got a 19 out of 20. Nice. It's ones and zeros. Binary. Oh, these clever bastards. Well, that's stupid. There is a note from the audio clip that this sounded three to four times a day for about two months at each of these locations. Does it have dates? Yes, those dates are awfully familiar. Would the dates in Alaska coincide with the dates I was there? Correct. How about the dates in uh, Northern California? The dates for the Northern California one are a few years back before our cell was formed, but not too long before our cell was formed. 
and the dates make River kind of tilt his head just a little bit. They are the same dates of your disappearance. Oh, let me take a look at that map again. Which part of California does that look like? That's a bit of Northern California. Yeah, I think I've been there on those days. All right. So one was when you were in Shemya, Rory, dealing with that alien thing. What about from Innsmouth? Innsmouth, these all cycled at the same time, right? They all did go off in the early part of 2021. Then it was a couple years prior, it did go off. And then the ones in Innsmouth, they only recorded them from 1964 was the first time that they heard them. 1964? Yes. I don't know about anything in there in 1964. Do I? Must have some kind of file on what they think is going on here. No, probably. I want to sit down at the at the computer, because we've all sort of been leaning over it, looking at this stuff, and just start looking through files that are in the same vicinity as this map, anything that's filed in the same area. There are multiple copies of the sound wave, that 9 minute and 20 second Morse code clip that you have, because it was repeated so many times over, you know, a four to six month period. I'm going to look around and see if there's anything else that is filed in this vicinity. The map, the sound files, the dates. Is there anything else in here? There is another sound file and there's multiple sound files in another folder that was accessed just the other day of singing. When you open up the folder, the entire room gets filled with those songs and they are audio clips of people singing Aya Tegan over and over and over again. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislavski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Dan Voshkevich, the Handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 3, Act 2 is an original scenario, Rescue, written by me, Dan Voshkevich, with help from the rest of the Redacted Reports cast. If you like our story, there are many ways you can support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Director Arayo, Jonathan Powell, Skelly Lichboy, Tom Padula, M.S. Aznikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Sherrick Manning, and the entity some have called... George. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear, give Quest and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Join us next week 
because outside the bounds of reality lurk entities with names unpronounceable by the human tongue, creatures of hunger and rage that would like nothing more than to devour our insignificant universe.